the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Christ is risen. Christos Anesti. Today's gospel reading is on the Lord as he explains, as he teaches his disciples that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And he says in today's gospel, where I go, you know, and the way, you know. Where I go, you know, and the way, you know. And they knew the way, but unfortunately, they did not know that they knew the way. And yes, of course, we assume that they should have known because Jesus himself was among them and told them. But Jesus also sent to them and sent to us the Holy Spirit to guide us to know the way. It's like we're on the same playing field as the disciples. That there is... um, that there is a a mystery. And we can say that we know what is the truth and what is the life. But it is the way that sometimes becomes a stumbling uh, block for us. It is how we stumble in this life. And we stumble with this because it involves this mystery. It involves a synergy that where the human participates with God. And we know that this synergy was designed by God to occur without his physical appearance or his physical presence of Jesus Christ in the flesh. But this gives us the essence of faith. St. Augustine, he says, he is going to leave his disciples here in order to elicit faith, which by definition would not be possible had he remained. So the way that Jesus is speaking about the way that he is speaking of of, involves the mystery of God and the mystery of man. That when we understand or try to articulate the work of the Holy Spirit, there is a mystery. There is a point in which we can explain and, and come to a point in which we say, I can't explain further. There is the same mystery in the, in the human, in which the human voluntarily gives his will, gives his faith to God. And if you can ever articulate your faith, how many of you can articulate your faith to its fullness? There's a point in which someone may ask you, explain to me your faith. How can you have this faith? And there is a point in which you say, I can't. I can't articulate any further. So there's this voluntary devotion to God. He gives us the example of his own life, which we seek to imitate. And we find ourselves not only uh, incapable of having control over problems the way we like or having control over situations as we find that Christ did, and then we ask ourselves all the time, we say, how is, it, how is it that I am supposed to follow Christ as the way if I am not capable of following that which I already know to be the way? We may become self-conscious about whether or not we are following the way. And that creates more anxiety in our faith 
because it become, makes us more fearful than anything else. And St. Cyril of Alexandria, he says that we are many times caught between the hope of his mercy and the fear of our own stumbling. We are caught between the hope of his mercy and the fear of our own stumbling. So we are left with the reality of my weakness. We are left with the feelings of fear and insecurity. And so we find that what Christ is relying on the most that we can reflect on this morning is the intent of goodwill, the intent of goodwill, the good conscience. I think it was in the Pauline epistle where St. Paul, he says, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So having a faith and that by that faith that we, um, that we remove from ourselves evil conscience and evil conscience and to be purified with a good conscience. To have goodwill. There's a story about a monk uh, or in this monastery there was a brother and like a novice who was a monk uh, in the, who was in the monastery. The brother was responsible for cleaning the guest house and so there was a guest that was there which was a, a monk. The novice and the brother were cleaning the guest house after the monk had left. And so the novice asked the brother, he said, what did you think about our guest? And the brother said, well, he really wasn't my cup of tea. And the brother started to wonder why he was asking. And so the novice was honest and he said, well, I found him to be uh, detestable and I, and I wanted to make mincemeat of him. And so he felt very guilty because that morning there was a sermon about love. And so, um, so, the, so he said that I feel terrible that I, that, I have this, that I have this feeling towards him. And so the brother said, but I observed, but I observed that you had counteracted those feelings by being respectful, courteous, and helpful while the monk was here. And the, and the novice, he said, but I felt so phony. And the brother asked, but were you willing to do the right thing? The story goes on, but the point of the story is that the novice, he felt something. And he did something different. He felt phony but the novice desire to do the right thing. And when we think about feelings, we, we, try to, we fight our feelings so much and we find that when we feel the things that we want to feel, we usually continue to just feeling them. And if we don't feel a certain way and feel like we're supposed to feel a certain way, we just continue to not feel the way that we want to feel. Those things belong to our weakness. But what we know is what we intend to do is that which is according to the will of God. 
according to his way. We think about, we can think about times in which Christ, when he was speaking to us about fasting, for example, and he, he asked us to do, uh, to, to have fasting in secret. So if you're fasting, what, what, what do we, what does it say to wash our face so that we smile among the people around us? But inside, what do we feel? Hangry. We feel uh, annoyed. We feel hungry. When we give something, in the story, for example, of when the Christ told the rich man to go and sell his goods and he walked away sad, we don't know the conclusion because it's on purpose. That it wasn't an evil thing that he felt sad. Because it doesn't mean that he didn't go and sell his goods or his possessions. But it means that he can feel something and do something different according to the way. Or when he asks us to pray secretly, not even to show our way of prayer, but to go behind closed doors. It's like, which is why you find in the Orthodox worship that we all worship in the same way. We all raise our hands as beggars. We, do mat we have matanyas or prostrations. We say the same hymns. It's like, on the outside, it looks the same. It's like the door of your room. But inside, no one knows what is in your heart. The same way even with fasting. Yes, we have a prescribed fast. So on, on the outside, everyone has the same door. But inside is the secret place, the goodwill, the heart of the person. And so this has been the message of Jesus that there will be times in which we do something that we cannot reconcile with the inside, with our feelings. But he relies and we rely on our goodwill, on his way. And so in the case of this novice, he is respectful. He is able to go and ask him, what kind of coffee can I get for you? And he's struggling with his feelings inside. He's fuming. But he can accept this calling because his heart, his desires to fulfill the will of God, not the will of his feelings. And so what directs our way, again, is not our feelings, but it is our faith in his will. Our ability to do such a thing is according to our faith. In the book of Acts, St. Paul, he speaks about, he quotes Christ, what he said about David. And the Lord said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will. So a man after my own heart, like chasing, chasing my own heart. Of course, we know that David had his fair share of sins and struggles and his great passion um, of lust that, that caused one of the greatest sins 
for him to commit. And yet the Lord says, yet he will do all my will. Despite David's weakness, his intent at every moment was to follow the way of God. And we, the, the famous psalm of repentance in which David says, for you do not desire sacrifice or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are what? A broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O oh God, you will not despise. He seeks the broken heart, but why is it broken? Because the broken heart, the heart seeks to do the will of God and has these human feelings that conflict with this will of God. And yet I do them, I, I strive to do according to the will of God with the good intent, with a good conscience, knowing that I follow the will of God, not the will of the feelings. How can this sometimes affect us even practically or in our own lives? As we know that the Christ, he always wants us to reflect our, our desire for him through our relationship with others. Maybe there are people in our lives that we don't like. But just as the novice, he taught us in the story to still do good towards them, even if I don't mean it. But it is for the reason that this is according to my good conscience, according to the will of God who desires for me to love others. And if I don't love them or if I feel like I don't love them, to have a good conscience to intend to love them and to show them love even if it's against my feelings. Or even when there's someone in our life that we say, no, they did this so that they can deceive me. They do this not because they, in, they, they do it intentionally with good intention or a good conscience. But can we say that, that all of us, that all the, the people that we interact with, that someone that maybe I don't have the best feelings for, that they only seek deceit against me, can it be that maybe they struggle to like us and yet they still desire to use their good conscience and their intention to love you? The difference between deceit and goodwill is that um, deceit is when we act against our feelings for our own benefit. It's like when Herod, he deceived the, the wise men and he said, go and search for the child and as soon as you find him, report to me so that I, may, so that I too may go and worship him. And of course, this wasn't his, his true feeling. But even, even the wise men, they didn't accuse him. It was only because the wise men that the angels told the wise men not to go back to Herod, not because they assumed his intention. The intent of goodwill or the good conscience does not seek 
his or own his or own his or her own gain by orchestrating words or actions but seeks to fulfill the way of god what can we what can be a a measure if you will considering that there is very little way for us again to have such clarity that the disciples wanted and that we need that Christ wanted us to rely on both faith and in the work of the Holy Spirit but in the in the in our weakness how can we how can we gauge that we have this good conscience is that we do the same with God in our relationship with God we wake up and many times we're tired we're lazy at nighttime we're tired we're lazy and so if I can have these feelings and fight them in order in order to follow his way then I will not just do it with mankind but I will do it with the Lord that it can be okay that sometimes I say, why would I go if I'm not going to be edified? Or why should I pray? I'm not, I, don't even, I don't feel like I want to pray. I don't feel like I'm going to benefit. And yet we should fight with the same, if not more, strength when we are practicing this good intention and this goodwill with, human, with others to do the same practice with God. And so today we, we ask that the Lord, that he reminds us continually that his way is for us to desire good intentions, to have a good conscience, to have a good will according to his way, and to always work the, and for the Holy Spirit to always work in us that we may have this synergy with the Holy Spirit, that the mystery of our faith and that the mystery of the Holy Spirit continually to work in us, that we may bring light to the world and to bring love to the world just as the Lord has brought those to us. To Him be the glory both now and ever and unto the ages of all ages. Amen.